The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Cruise Radio is brought to you in part by TripInsurance.com. Travel insurance done right by the people who know travel insurance. Get a quote today at TripInsurance.com. Broadcasting from the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is Cruise Radio. Hey, what's up? My name is Doug Parker. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. So happy to have you here. Uh, If you want to find us online, CruiseRadio.net or Facebook.com slash Cruise Radio. On this show, we'll get a review of a Disney Alaska cruise. But first, you know, we're big fans of travel agents here at Cruise Radio. And recently, I got an email from a listener who was asking me and telling me we need to educate the audience more on the use of travel agents because everybody just goes and books direct. So with that said, on the line, we have Vincent Dowling. He's the owner of Enchanted Memories Travel, and he's going to talk to us about why we should use a travel agent and the benefits of using a travel agent. So, hey, Vincent, what's up, man? I'm doing great, Doug. How are you? Good, my friend. So let's first learn about Enchanted Memories Travel. Give us a little background about the company. We've been around for a while now, and we started with our headquarters in Massachusetts, and we've kind of grown throughout the country. Our claim to fame and name is uh, Memory Makers. So we have Memory Makers throughout the whole country that uh, help and support our clients. Our our focus and our goal is to make sure that um, we provide top service and we provide uh, as much information that we can to our clients, whether it's a uh, a cruise, a Caribbean trip, or a Europe trip, or even a trip to Disney. We we try to do our best to make sure we go above and beyond. And you say you're all about providing top service. So that brings us to question number two as to why should someone use a travel agent? Because there are so many resources out there. In fact, I was Googling travel agents a couple of minutes ago, and it brought back like 1.4 million searches uh, or yielded 1.4 million search results. So why should someone use a travel agent? Well, I hope when you did the search that we were in the top two or three. <laughs> but the reason that you should use a travel agent, and, and again, um, back in, back uh, I would say, three, four, or five years ago, uh, travel agents started to come back into the industry. Uh, a lot of people got involved with the big online uh, distributors and thought that they were trying to get the best price and they were focused on the best price. What we try to do is we try to focus on three areas and, and why you should use a travel agent. Number one, we want to make sure that we, we offer you the best services and, and give you as much information that's out there to make sure that your trip is stress-free. And the other thing that's very important is to make sure that we do the research to try to help you get the best price. One of the things that, that we offer all of our cruisers Everybody that books a cruise with us receives onboard credit directly from us on top of whatever the vendors offer as well. So, for example, if you were going on a, a Royal Caribbean cruise and Royal Caribbean was running a promotion right now for, say, $100 onboard credit, well, based on length of the cruise and the type of cabin that you have, you can get as much as $100 additional from us. So why use a travel agent? Because, number one, we're going to try to take all of the stress out of it, and we're also going to try to to make sure that we provide you all of the information that makes sense to you and is focused on your family and your specific trip. 
And then the other reason is we're going to give you some additional perks and try to get you the best price and offer the online credits as well. Talk to us about the fee structure for a travel agent. Do travel agents cost money? Uh, Everything that we do is absolutely free. Uh, All of our services are free. The reason why we're able to do that, because I get that question every single day, the reason why we're able to offer it for free is because the vendors pay us a commission. So there is no additional cost on your cruise or on your trip. If your cruise or your Caribbean uh, package is $3,000 and you went online and you looked at it and and you saw the price of $3,000, it is the exact same price for us. The only difference is is that, number one, we're going to provide free services for you and book the trip and take care of all of the work for you. And number two, we're going to give you an additional uh, onboard credit or credits towards your package. Or uh, like for our Disney uh, clients, what we do there is every one of our, our families that book a Disney trip with us receive uh, a welcome gift packet in their in their room when they walk in. And we offer all of that as part of our package by letting us help you and you book your trip through us. Very good. Uh, 2015 seems to be the year of the multi-generational vacation. Uh, when I say multi-generational, I mean grandparents, kids, grandkids, great-grandkids. Uh, so what are a couple of your most memorable vacation packages you're seeing that are focusing on multi-generational travel? You're correct when you say about grandparents and then they bring in their kids. Their kids are bringing their kids. You're absolutely correct. We're booking a lot of those trips uh, this year, and it started actually a couple of years ago, but for whatever reason, this year it seems to have exploded. And what's happening is we're doing a lot of land and sea packages where the grandparents are getting involved and they're doing short three-night, four-night cruises uh, out of Cape Canaveral, and then they're going over to the parks and we're putting them in these little family suites and what's nice about it is when you use our free services, again, we kind of take the noise out of everything, and we help both families because because a lot of the older generation is, is getting very confused with all of the new technology that's out there, and we kind of walk them through it and help them for free and make sure that the entire experience is, is simple, stress-free, and, and and memorable to them. We've been talking with Vincent Dowling. He's the owner of Enchanted Memories Travel. Vincent, my friend, always a pleasure talking to you. Have a good evening. You too. Thanks, Doug. This is Cruise Radio. A big question we get at Cruise Radio is, how do I know if I need trip insurance? Simple answer. If you're getting on a plane, taking a road trip, or getting on a cruise ship, you need to have travel insurance. Hey, it's Doug Parker for my friends at TripInsurance.com. Not not only does TripInsurance.com protect your vacation investment, but it also gives you a peace of mind in case anything were to go wrong on your trip. How do they do it? They offer three different types of trip insurance policies. Good, better, and best. One policy for every vacation budget. But it doesn't just stop there. They're up to 40% lower when you shop around on other comparison sites. Plus, TripInsurance.com offers 24-hour customer support before, during, and after your trip, online claims assistance, and travel alerts to let you know what's going on at your destination. But find out for yourself. Check out TripInsurance.com. If you missed any part of the show or want to hear more, go to cruiseradio.net and click on Radio Channel or go to iTunes and search Cruise Radio. Follow us on Twitter at Cruise Radio. 
We just love getting your cruise reviews. If you have one you'd like to share, just email comments at cruiseradio.net. Like Jason Leppard, he's the editor of popularcruising.com, and he just returned from a seven-night cruise aboard Disney Wonder from Vancouver up to Alaska, and he's joining us this evening. What's up, Jason? Hello there. So you're in Alaska, I have to say, because you're in San Diego. It was probably welcomed for you, huh? Yeah, I love going to Alaska to chill out a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Let's take a step back and talk about why you decided to sail this cruise in Alaska aboard Disney. Well, I'm a huge Disney fan. Growing up in Southern California, we have Disneyland and things. So a uh, big fan of the cruise line as well. And, you know, the fact that it was a frozen cruise, it seemed really intriguing. So we decided to jump on and always a pleasure to be in Alaska as well. I have to say, this this whole uh, Frozen phenomenon is is insane. Like, you go to Disney World down here in Florida, yeah. and there's like four to six hours to see, what, Elsa and the other one. It's right. It's insane. Elsa and Anna. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, I can't wrap my brain around it. But anyway, so you go from San Diego to Vancouver. How was that experience? Pretty easy, yeah. Uh, you used to have a nonstop flight, but now we have a layover, but not bad. Well, I have to say, we did have an issue with the plane, but uh, we, we had a land, and uh, we just barely made it on. We had three planes, basically, we had to take to get up there because we had mechanical issues, but we did make it just in time to get on board the ship, which was awesome. So you flew in uh, day of? Yeah, day of. Usually, which I always say never to do. And, you know, what happens when we do it? You know, you have issues on the flights. So, hey. <laughs> Practice what you preach, man. Exactly. <laughs> so let's talk about getting on board once you get to Vancouver. I understand uh, we've had a couple of people on over the past few weeks who have sailed out of Vancouver and talked about a new uh, passport or a digital kiosk type thing for immigration. Yeah. Yeah, it was really interesting. So what they're basically doing is they have a checkpoint essentially for the U.S. government there now. Um, and you basically go through customs uh, as though as you were entering the U.S. there and they have their digital kiosks like they have at the airport now. And it was interesting. It was pretty smooth. So I, it's an interesting system. Did you actually use that or did you actually go to a person? Uh, we use the system where you you know you scan your passports automatically and then they give you the little uh, slip and then we just took that to a person they looked at it real quick and on board we went very nice and you get on board Disney Wonder I know that Disney Wonder is no stranger to you so I'm going to ask you what were your impressions this time around yeah it's a beautiful ship on the inside um really always enjoy that ship you know the Disney Magic I've been on too and they've recently redone that so definitely uh, expecting that to happen with the Disney Wonder at some point with all the improvements with the Aqua Dunk and the like. Um, and hopefully that'll, uh, you know, plus it, as it were. As, that's what Walt Disney used to say. I was always plussing the uh, the experience for the guests, and I'm sure they'll be doing that as well. You uh, Last time you were on the show, you did a review of a Disney ship, and you said they called your name out once you boarded the ship. Do they do that on yeah, every Disney cruise? They do. It's kind of fun. They ask you for your family name, and it's like you're uh, you're showing up, and it's like you're – you're basically one of the actors showing up on the red carpet, you know, and they say, and here comes the leopard party. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Are, are the uh, characters on board like whenever you walk into the atrium? Not usually when you're arriving, but they are there for meet and greets throughout the entire week. And it's fantastic because you get to see them so much quicker than you do in the parks. You oh. don't have the really long line and people just eat that up. Very nice. So you go to your stateroom. So let's talk about that. First off, what kind of stateroom did you have and what were your impressions of it? This time we had a deluxe inside stateroom just because uh, kind of a pricier cruise up in Alaska, I have to admit. So we went a little downscaled this time, but it was still a very nice room. The, Disney has uh, their split bathrooms, which are fantastic. It's basically a compartment that has a toilet and a sink in one and a shower and a sink in the other. So it's fantastic for families to get ready in the morning and have a little bit more privacy that way. Because there is two bathrooms, are there any dividers in the room as well? 
there are. There's usually um, a curtain that divides across, let's say, the, the couch sitting area and the uh, the bedroom space. So it's it's fantastic there as well. And then they have the, the pull down uh, from the ceiling if you have maybe like a fourth person in the room. So you have the bed up top and the bed below with the converted couch. So it's perfect. I remember last uh, Disney Cruise, you were in a balcony. So on this one, how did you feel? Like, how did the space compare as far as inside versus outside? You know, it's definitely smaller. But one thing Disney is fantastic with is they have so much storage. Um, and there was no sort of shortage of that. It was me and my parents that were on board. So the three of us, we had plenty of storage in the, the closets there and then also the drawers. So no complaints whatsoever. One thing Disney is known for because they Disney's known for doing everything over the top and dining is included in that. So let's talk about the dining on board Disney Wonder. Yeah, Disney has um, on all four of their ships what they call rotational dining. They have three main dining rooms, and you essentially keep your wait staff with you, um, and you have your same assigned seating, but you actually rotate from every night. You go from one restaurant to another, so it kind of mixes it up a little bit. Um, they have their animator's palette, which is always a great experience where you see the whole room convert or transform from black and white to color. But it keeps it interesting for the kids, too, because, you know, it's shorter attention spans and the like, so it's it's fun. They enjoy it. With animator's palette, I'm, I'm picturing, like, animation. Is is it hands-on? It isn't on board the, the Wonder. It is on the Magic and the Fantasy where they have that where you can actually draw um, your character on the placement, and then they basically animate that on the screen. This is um, the original where it's sort of a black-and-white room that sort of magically transforms into color as the evening progresses, mm-hmm. which is still a cool effect. Very good, very good. Let's talk about the entertainment experience. Yeah, entertainment is, I think, top-notch always on Disney. They seem to use every single staging technique, uh, you know, whether it be puppetry, uh, even pyrotechnics on the stage, which is incredible. And, you know, unlike, I mean, Disney's really the only one that can pull out the heartstrings, I think, the way they do. And when you have the Disney characters up there, like Mickey and Minnie on stage, it's just really a fantastic experience. It brings you back to your childhood, and the the music's great, the performances are incredible. Really, I, I think they set the standard for entertainment on ships uh, in the cruise industry. A lot of people, when they think about Disney in general or Disney Cruise Line in general, they think about it being just for kids. But you're an adult. You're with your parents. Are there places for adults to retreat if they didn't want to be around kids 24-7? Yeah, there are. They have a special adults-only space, and the kids have their space. And believe it or not, you know, I mean, you see kids around, but not nearly to the degree, to the degree that you would expect. They, there's no casino on board, so they've actually taken that space and made it um, in a large space for the children, and they love it so much that they always want to be there, and the adults have their space, and you kind of go to your corner, and they go to theirs, and it's just wonderful. It's, it's really a cruise line that appeals uh, to everybody, and they really nail it. When you say adults have their space, can you elaborate on that? Yeah, so they have uh, this area that's themed to sort of Route 66 on the Disney Wonder, and they have uh, sort of a kind of what would normally be the cabaret lounge on another ship. Um, so they use that for um, kind of like the nightclub as well as they do have cabaret acts in there, they, kind of to like magicians and comedians every once in a while. Uh, then they have a different bar space. They have um, one that's called the Cadillac Bar. It's actually themed to like the, the 1950s Cadillacs and there's a piano in there and great performers uh, and then also a sports bar. So it's a, it's a nice variety that the adults can enjoy. It's not just a single room. And I understand this was a a Frozen-themed cruise, so they had a Frozen day on board, which, of course, is a very popular Disney movie from about a year or two ago. So what all did this Frozen experience entail? It was pretty extensive, actually. They actually take the day and they go ahead and actually transform the atrium to look kind of like Queen uh, Elsa's uh, uh, castle that she builds in the movie, which is kind of cool. So there's some some bunting and some uh, uh, icicles hanging off of the railings. 
And uh, they start out with that, and then they have um, like a maypole that they put in the center, which is the thing with like the have the streamers coming off of, it, and the right. kids kind of dance around it and weave the the different streamers around the pole. That was kind of a fun experience. Um, all actually throughout um, the first three days, they had what was called Anna's Chocolate Chase Scavenger Hunt. Uh-huh. Uh, this was kind of cool. They actually had three riddles that were posted in the daily program every day, basically giving you hints as to where there were clues throughout the ship, and you had to discover those clues. And as you found them, uh, you actually wrote them down on a piece of paper, and then at the very end, if you succeeded at discovering all nine of them, you were given a special gift. And since it was the chocolate chase, I will uh, let it be up to you guys to determine what the the special gift was, but uh, it was fun. They did a really good job. So, you know, even as an adult, I have to say it was quite a challenge to find uh, these symbols at the ship. They did a fun job on them. Does the Disney, like the Disney parks have the hidden Mickeys? Do the Disney ships have that as well? Yeah, there are a few little ones around there. The thing that's good about Disney is that they're they're really subtle about it. They don't. It's not like they're you know hitting you over the head with Mickey everywhere you go, but uh-huh. it's subtle where they they include those, and it's really a classy way that they do that. And then also for Frozen, they have um, a deck party. So rather than doing their pirates in the Caribbean deck party that they have um, in the Caribbean, since fireworks aren't you know too environmentally friendly up in Alaska, they do uh, what they call the freezing the night away with Anna Elsa and a friend's deck party instead. And that was uh, a really neat experience where they have basically Anna, Elsa, and Kristoff actually as characters on stage doing different dances and things and getting the crowd involved. And that was really fun. And then, you know, of course, Elsa comes out and sings Let It Go. And they have uh, snow that's falling. You know, it's it's fake snow, but it's still pretty fun. Um, And that was really fun. It it was actually a rain or shine kind of moment. So it was in the rain, but we still really enjoyed it. And uh, didn't uh, keep the crowds away at all. And then even at night, uh, for the adults that are interested, they have the Frozen, they call it the Club Frozen After Party, where they actually bring out some of the uh, performers from the Walt Disney Theater, and they basically um, kind of have like an electronica version of the music from Frozen, and they get people dancing about, and it was fun. People really enjoyed that as well. Now, you didn't mention Olaf. Was Olaf there? Yeah, you know, Olaf was there for meet and greets. They have uh, Anna, Elsa, and Olaf uh, that you can do meet and greets. And since that's so popular, uh, they do require that you get tickets ahead of time for that. It's mm-hmm. not just one you line up for. So that's uh, something to definitely take into consideration. But Olaf was on screen for the deck party uh, doing a little bit of a uh, sing-along for his in-summer number, which was fun. And we even had food on board that was inspired by uh, Frozen, which was really fun, too. You had a friend who sang Let It Go about a year and a half ago that you posted on your website. Was she on the sailing by chance? She wasn't. No, she's uh, Clara Oman. Clara Oman, sorry. She's fantastic. Uh, she was actually on the Disney uh, Magic, which is in Norway, and they're also doing the uh, Frozen content on that ship as well. Nice. Very cool. So uh, let's talk about the ports you hit in Alaska. Yeah, we did uh, the usuals, which are always a fantastic uh, opportunity to see. It's uh, We did uh, Ketchikan, Juno, and Skagway. And in addition to that, we also went into uh, Tracy Arm Fjord uh, with the ship, which was really great to go up in there and see the, uh, the glacier. So just a great experience. Very cool. What was your favorite port out of the itinerary? Um, Skagway is always my favorite just because it's probably the most locked in time. It looks just like it did uh, back in the day of the the gold rush, uh, just like a time capsule, really. And the, the train's fantastic. They have the narrow-gauge train that goes basically right from the pier of your ship. You can get off the ship, you get right on the, the train, uh, and take it up as far as uh, Canada even. And that's always a fun, fun excursion. Nice. And uh, one thing that really defines a cruise ship is how it behaves during sea days as far as inside and outside the public areas and all of that. So what were your thoughts of Disney Wonder while you were at sea? 
Yeah, you know, it's a good question because initially I was thinking, you know, the Disney Wonder doesn't really have, a, you know, a traditional observation lounge per se on the very front of the ship. And I was thinking, you know, it's kind of a bummer that I didn't have that because, you know, you're in Alaska and you want that. But they actually do have the Outlook Cafe for the adults only area that sits kind of midship at the very top of the ship. And that's actually worked out perfect for going through Tracy Arm Fjord because the glass kind of wraps around to the ceiling of that space. And to be able to be inside on the warmth and look up and see the mountain. Uh, the mountainscape and all the trees and then the glaciers, it was it was actually perfect. It was it actually worked out better than I thought it would. So kudos to Disney for having that space. Jason, it sounds like Disney just does everything to the umph level with all of this. They really do. Yeah. I mean Disney does charge more. It's not, I would say, the best value out there, but you do get what you pay for in all things and they do offer a whole lot for your money. Very good. So in closing here, Jason, any first time tips for guests that are either going to sail on Disney or heading to Alaska? Uh, for Disney, I would definitely say take advantage of the chance to uh, meet with uh, the different characters on board because unlike the, the theme parks, you're going to be able to basically get photos with all of them. And in particular in Alaska, the characters are actually dressed up in their parka wear and things, and it's really funny. Even Goofy looks like he's ready to go climbing a, a glacier. He's got like a carabiner and a rope ready to go, and it's just hilarious. you got to see that. I want to pan gold with Donald Duck. Yeah, I think you should be able to do that, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting for that experience, too. Awesome. Uh, in closing here, Jason, final thoughts of Disney Wonder? Just it's a beautiful ship. I think it'll be improved uh, kind of like the Disney Magic coming up, and uh, look forward to seeing what the, they do with the fleet. I love it. Jason, if you want to find out more, see your photos, your coverage, your videos from this trip, where can we go? Yeah, all that's up on popularcruising.com. It's there to check out, so enjoy. Well, yeah, very nice. We'll also link to it in the show notes at cruiseradio.net. Jason, always a pleasure, and uh, keep in touch, bud. Sounds great. Thanks for having me. Cruise Radio is produced weekly at the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Hear Cruise Radio on iHeartRadio, the Stitcher Radio Network, Overseas Radio Network, iTunes, or at cruiseradio.net. For sales and marketing opportunities, email sales at cruiseradio.net. I'm your announcer.